Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. To everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. You know, Um, the title of my message is The Reason for the Season. And um, who loves the season that we're in right now, springtime? You know, with all this pollen in the air. Um, No, I love spring too. It's starting to warm up. Temperatures are getting warmer. There's leaves on the trees. Um, This pollen is affecting me, so forgive me tonight if if I get a little choked up. Um, but yeah, we all love springtime. You know, it brings this newness of life, right? Um, Easter is uh, a few weeks away. Um, my wife and I are expecting our first child here in less than two weeks. And so there's, there's obviously um, great joy going into this new season of life. There's an incredible expectation um, for all that we're going to experience. You know, yes, there might be a little bit of anxiety. Yes, there's gonna be some sleepless nights, but boy, I am excited uh, to be a dad. <laughs> I, am, I am really excited to be a dad, but I actually wanna give honor to my wife. I want to give honor to her because, you know, this pregnancy has not been easy for her. She was sick for um, many months. Uh, The majority of her pregnancy, she was sick. Um, And yet she found a way to continue to serve me and this church so faithfully. And I I want us to all just have her stand up, and I want us to honor her tonight. I do. I know it's not easy, um, and I'm forever grateful for her. You know, she she has an incredible commitment. to God and to this church. And so <laughs> I want to make sure to honor her. 
So three things that I want to emphasize tonight with this idea of the reason for the season. Um, I, lo I love the, the message that Brother Harless gave us on Sunday once again. Yeah. Great job. And he alluded to this idea that, um, that the world is not getting better. The world is getting darker. And, um, you know, I had already spoken to Dr. Uh, Brother Mattman about this um, uh, about a week ago, that I just felt like God was laying it on my heart that we as, as believers, we as a church, need to be ready for whatever comes our way. We need to be ready for this next season. And I, I don't know what it's going to look like, but, but I know there's going to be times when, when we potentially could be persecuted for our faith. We are going to see more opposition, um, and we should expect it. And um, so tonight, I just want to dig into what the Word of God tells us about um, the persecution that the early church felt and, and what they saw. And um, hopefully these words um, that I bring up tonight are words of encouragement, words that are going to strengthen us, words that are going to prepare us for what lies ahead. And of course, there's, um, you know, um, everyone goes through different trials um, through their lifetime. We've all had highs and lows, as I always like to talk about. Um, but tonight, I want to specifically focus on this idea of when we go through trials, when we have those, those times when our faith is tested, we need to realize that there's a reason for it. There's a, an, an actual purpose, and Ecclesiastes says that right here. To everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under heaven. And um, so we will go through different seasons. And we need to remember not to lose heart, but trust that God has a plan. His will is perfect, and if we rest in that knowledge, we will get through this time. If we realize that in our weakness, we can actually be made strong by his power, by his presence, then we will get through it all. And we will be prepared for that place in eternity. So we must get ready. And if we are able to endure these trying times, these seasons of testing, then our faith can grow. And as scripture points out, it's actually more precious than gold that's tried in the fire. And I want that. I want that kind of faith. Um, these times of testing can do one of two things. They can either draw us closer to the Lord, or they can actually pull us away from him. So it's how we handle these situations um, that is so important. Um, it's how we handle these situations that's so important. So my hope tonight is that we are all better equipped for the season that is ahead of us. And I don't know what God has in store for us as individuals. I know some people are moving. Stephen and Delaney, um, it's kind of, um, you know, bitter on our end. We're, le we're losing some, some close friends and members of this church that are so vital. Um, but I'm sure they're super excited for the adventure that God has for them, right? Moving to Miami, um, going to a new church, having new friends, forgetting about all of us. Um, now we are going to miss you. You will be missed. Um, so there's, you know, it's, it's bittersweet. Um, bitter on our end, but um, they have a lot to look forward to. 
And I hope that you guys are trusting in God each and every step of the way and leaning on him um, for that next season of life. And we all are faced, again, with, with different times um, and different things that we'll go through. Um, you know, for people that are retired, you know, their life is different than those that are currently working. Um, but each and, each and every one of us needs to realize that God uses all the different aspects of our lives, our work life, our home life, you know, to, to shape us in a certain way. And we need to embrace that tonight. So what season are you in? Um, where do you see yourself? Where is your faith? Is it rooted in God? Is it rooted in his word? Is it rooted in the truth? Um, we really do need to ask ourselves this. And I, again, I was talking to Brother Mattman, and I was, I was sharing with him that my brother-in-law, um, who's a pastor down in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina, is facing um, you know, a sickness right now, and it's affecting him greatly. And um, forgive me. Um, I was able to go down and help minister to his church body a few weeks ago. Um, he is definitely being tried and tested. It reminds me of the book of Job and how he was tested so many different times and was still found to be faithful. And I just, I look at what Daniel's going through right now and um, it's incredible again to see his faith and to see how he... is getting through this time. I just shared that I hope I had that kind of faith. I hope I have that kind of faith. I mean, real faith. That when things aren't going my way, things aren't going as, as I planned them to be, I hope that, um, that I wouldn't be shaken. That my faith wouldn't be shaken, but that I would stand firm on God's word and his promises and who he is and how faithful he is. He is our all-sufficient Savior. He is our all in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this is supposed to be an encouraging word, isn't it? <laughs> I got off track. We're going to get back on track. This is an encouraging word. Um, <laughs> I definitely wanted to bring some good news tonight. Um, so God has a specific reason for us to experience these, these different seasons of time. He's really trying to grow us and prepare us for a future and to make us more like him. We need to have that same mindset that he has. He suffered and died for us. He went through such so many different trials um, hmm. And as we look at Easter fast approaching here, you know, we, should re we should be reminded at all times for the suffering that he went through um, for our sins. Um, so we must embrace the reason for the season. We must recognize it for what it is 
and, and live with the knowledge that God in his sovereignty has ordained these specific times and seasons so that we learn to put our faith, our trust, and our hope only in him. First Peter 4, 12 and 14 says this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice. This is going to be a good word, right? Good news. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory in God rests upon you, on their part, part is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. We need to rejoice. We need to be happy when we are reproached for his name and for what we believe. I think God is going to call us to become more vocal about our faith, to become more vocal about the truth that's found in this word. But we must realize there's going to be opposition. People are going to start saying different things and and there is this unfortunately this stigma about the Pentecostal faith I was at work today and I was inviting some people to um, best day ever I said okay you're coming to church on Sunday right best day ever best day ever and this um, one person said well I'll go it's just just as long as it's not one of those churches that's speaking in tongues. And um, I went one time and it was just crazy. I mean, it was just crazy. I didn't know what was going on. And I I walked out right away and I said, well, you know, that's interesting. I said, you know, the very first time I walked into a Pentecostal church, I felt that same way. I felt that same way. But I am thankful. I said, I'm thankful that I speak in tongues. And I was able to say, let me, let me show you what the Word of God actually says about this. It's not crazy. On the day of Pentecost, this is what happened. The Holy Ghost was poured out, and people get, began to speak in tongues, right? As the Spirit gave, gave the utterance. And they kind of were like, hmm. Hmm. So I let them kind of marinate on that, and I had a few patients to see. And... Um, I had some work to do to clean up, and, and I said, okay, I'm leaving. And they said, okay, we'll see you. And, um, and the one that made that comment, she's like, I'll see you on Sunday. So we'll see if she shows up. We'll see. But we need to realize, again, getting back to the point, you know, that as we become more vocal, as we see the day approaching, we need to let people know we need to know what this word says. We need to be able to rightly divide it so that we can present it in a way so that it's not this big, bad, scary, crazy thing. It's, it's the power of God that's working in us. It's the power of God. I'm not the man I used to be because of the power of God. And I want more of that. Hmm. I'm, uh, hmm. I definitely want more of that. So there can be some difficult times ahead, some difficult seasons that we face. You know, I hope that we have a healthy baby. I hope everyone's praying for a healthy baby, healthy mama. I know there is some fear and trepidation for even having a child. Um, 
so we're we're praying for that um, but we must endure these times you know I was thinking um I can't wait until um <laughs> will is a little bit older I think we're going to name him William McCade buyer um we're still kind of kicking around that idea, but I can't wait for the time that we're able to, to go on a road trip together. Um, you know, growing up, I'm sure we all remember, or even now currently, if you go on a road trip, you know, you have kids, they probably are saying, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I can't wait to get there. I can't wait for that final destination. I can't wait to finally get to be able to do what we want to do. And, um, you know, um, I was reading a story about this family in California, and they were thinking about going on a road trip, and they decided to drive, you know, on this road trip, as opposed to taking a flight to get to see some family. And they they wrote about what they experienced along the way. You know, they... Um, they ran into some traffic, they, uh, you know, had a flat tire, they had all these issues that came up, but the memories that they had from this road trip were priceless, right? And they never would have had those experiences if they would have just flown to their, to their final destination. And I think that's one of the things that I'd like to point out, that along the way, this, this um, journey through life that we have, we need to embrace these moments, you know, because these are the moments that actually change us. You know, when we're tried, again, when we're tested, when our faith can actually um, be tested in that fire, um, it really does become more precious than gold, gold that will fade away. Um, so I want us to embrace whatever season that we're currently in and whatever it is that God is trying to teach us in this moment. It might be difficult right? In the waiting. It might be difficult in the current season that we're in and, and we're wanting to get through it fast. We want to hit the fast forward button so that we can just get through it and, and get to the other side. Um, but sometimes God wants us to wait in the moment and wait for that final destination. So we must not lose heart, but believe and have faith in the Lord that he will see us through and bless us when it's completed. Psalms 27 talks about this. David is speaking here. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Um, in the remaining time, I want to focus on... Um, really two specific areas in scripture that talks about what we've been talking about um, just the trials and the testing of our faith the first is found in James uh, James 1 and 1 James is the half brother of Jesus this is written around AD 49 written uh, to the people of God um, and these were people that were scattered um, abroad it says in, in chapter 1 and 1, um, in, in research, these uh, people were scattered, you know, throughout Judea and Samaria. Uh, but again, these were uh, men and women of faith that were um, trying to get the gospel out, and they were scattered because of their persecution. So we read here, James 1 and 1, James, a servant of God in the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. 
Peter would echo this. It's, it's incredible how they're mirrored in 1 Peter 1 and 1. It says this, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. So this was 20 years later. Now the gospel is spreading. It's going um, further and further. Um, and Peter is, is speaking once again to those that are scattered, those, those men and women of faith that are being persecuted, and, and they see themselves being scattered abroad. Um, going back to James, chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, My brethren, count it all joy now. He's talking to these people that are scattered. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And in my study Bible, it says this, this is really tests of individual faith. You know, not temptations in the sense that we typically think of, right? So these are when you fall into these tests of individual faith, knowing this, that the trying or testing of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So we can have joy in these trials. We can realize the purpose and the reason for them all. And we need to count it all joy when our faith is tested. Um, James 1 and 12 says this, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. And I believe we are heading into a season of testing. I talked about that in the opening. And we might as individuals already be experiencing some of this, um, but I think really as a country, we have yet to really understand what true persecution looks like. In other areas of the world, there are people that are persecuted for their faith, but we haven't felt that yet. But I believe we're going to um, in the very near future. So <clears throat> God is looking for how we are going to face this time of, of testing. Do we look to him for the strength to endure or do we look within ourselves? <clears throat> he wants us to realize the reason for this season and be prepared for it by seeking him. James 5 and 11 says, happy are you that endure. He mentions that we should remember the patience of Job that I mentioned, who endured great trials and testing of faith, but was faithful through it all doesn't mean we won't struggle doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times when we're what we're when we're um uh disappointed um or or unsure as to what we should do there aren't going that doesn't mean that we're not going to be faced with uh potentially times of confusion where we're trying to figure out the will of god and we really don't know what it is um But God knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows that um, what's that? Babe? That's right. Um, he created us for this for this specific reason. He created us to worship Him at all times and for all things. And He's looking for those true worshipers who are willing to worship Him. Um, in spirit and truth, no matter what. You know, it's easy to do it when things are going well. It's hard to do it when things don't go your way. Um, 
First Peter emphasizes this truth once again as we dig into First Peter. Peter once again is trying to encourage the people at that time. This is 20 years later now um, in the area of Asia, Asia Minor. First um, Peter 1, 4 through 7 says this, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the reason for the season. Don't be taken back by by the season of trial. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't think that some strange thing has happened to you. But there is a reason why we're going through it. First Peter 4 and 12 says this, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try, try, try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Continuing on in 13 and 14, But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and God rests upon you. First Peter 5, 6, and 10 in the New Living Translation says this. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Do this during these times of trials and testing for he cares for us. Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, and we will suffer at times, but after we have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, strengthen us, and he will place you in a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that you, that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering as you are. So there are people that are, are being persecuted. Um, we live in a blessed nation, no matter what anyone says. And we have been protected from a lot of those um, persecutions that other people face. Um, uh, people in China, um, other areas of the world where, where um, there's real persecution for, for, uh, for the believers out there. And I think we need to start to recognize that that time for us to be persecuted is, is closing in. I hope we don't have to deal with too much of this. I hope that, you know, there's obviously different ideas about the rapture, whether we're pre, mid, or, or post. I, I hope we're tr pre-trib, but but I I don't know. You know, there's good arguments on uh, for all of those, but so we must be ready, um, ready for those moments of trying. Um, in conclusion, I want to return back to the book of James and First Peter that we read earlier. James one two and four says this. 
And this is the real reason. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing for those times when our Lord and Savior returns or calls us home. 1 Peter 5 and 10 says this, But may the God of grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. My hope today is that we would want this kind of faith, the faith that endures suffering, wanting nothing other than to see Jesus on that great and glorious day being perfected in him and found complete in him to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus. Lastly, Paul would say this, echoing those same sentiments of James and Peter. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 and 10 says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. When we go through these times, we need to realize, hmm, that God has us in the palms of his hand. Second Corinthians 4 and 16 says this, for, we, for which cause we faint not. Because of this, we faint not. Even though we're going through all these different trials and these uh, tests of faith, we need not faint. We need to rest in him, in, him in, the, in his strength. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And I know for some of us, it might seem like whatever we're going through is, is, um, is a long time, but we know that time in and of itself, you know, we're here but for a vapor in time. And so whatever it is you're going through, know that it is really just for a short period of time, a light affliction, which is but for a moment. And it is working a far more exceeding in eternal weight of glory. Second Corinthians 12, 7 and 10 says this, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, Paul is speaking here, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. His strength is made perfect in our weakness, in our moments of trial and tribulations. Hmm. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I hope we have that experience. I hope we have that kind of faith. I hope I've convinced you tonight to keep, to keep going strong, to keep the faith no matter what you're going through. Know that God is in control. He is our all-sufficient Savior. And in our weakness, we can be made strong in Him. Call on Him while He is near. Seek Him 
while he may be found. And let's all prepare for what lies ahead, whatever it may be, so that we may be found to the praise, honor, and glory of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's rejoice in every season, even if it's difficult. I know that's hard to do. But let's try to rejoice because we're rejoicing in him who has the victory. Let's take pleasure in our infirmities and reproaches and persecutions and not allow those things to pull us away from God, but let us be drawn to him, recognizing where our help really comes from. And let's have that faith, once again, that will bring us praise, honor, and glory from him. Let's all stand and pray. Lord, we thank you once again for this day, Lord. You are worthy. Hmm. You are worthy of our praise, Lord. We, we thank you for your word, and I pray that it will, will work in us, Lord, and grow in us a faith that is ready to stand the test of time, the kind of faith that we're, we're able to, to endure opposition. We're able to endure and overcome any kind of persecution. Help us, Lord. Strengthen us where we are weak. Reveal those things to us where we need more of you, Lord. Help us now, Lord, as we try to live this life in a way that's pleasing to you. May you get all the glory, honor, and fame. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church, or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part.